0: What's up, everybody? I'm the Hook. And I'm the Blade. And I'm the Historian. Ah, okay. <laughs> and together we're, hmm, you know. Welcome to the Hookland Blademarks, a show about all things AC Landmarks. I'm your host, Lawson. With me, as always, is your host, Timothy. And we are joined this episode by a very special guest, the one and only uh, Mr. Arshak from Assassin's Creed Landmarks. On Twitter, YouTube, and elsewhere. The standard pop hook play. the hook and the blend. How are you doing today, Arsh? Doing well, guys.
1: Very, very glad and like. Humble to be over here you guys are so amazing
0: oh. in the podcast man dude thank you we love your your posts and your tweets and stuff very insightful and and informed content that that really helps expose people i think to the historical side of of assassin's creed it's it's good shit man it's good yeah
1: yeah historical landmarks figures i'm your boy
0: i'm your real life sean hastings you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> Now it would have been maybe obvious to to get you on for an episode about landmarks, but we did kind of you know we've done the whole cities thing, and you know what? If people want to learn about landmarks, they they could just go to your Twitter. They don't need us. Yeah, you guys did it with Blue. That uh, that was an amazing
1: podcast, man.
0: Oh, thank you. We'll we'll pass on your praise unless he hears it. But if, <laughs> if you're listening, Blue, if you're listening, Blue, it was it was really good to have you on as well. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nah. Oh, man. Actually, actually, guys, blue is canceled because today is all about R Shock. Yeah, boy. Forget blue. Love you, blue. R Shock Infinite. <laughs> <R-Shock>. <laughs> to infinity and R Shock. R Shock Infinite. <laughs> Dude, if that if you weren't AC Landmarks, that would have to be your Twitter handle. Yeah, 100%. At Shock Infinite. <laughs> Do you like Bioshock, Arsh? I played it once. It's not
1: my type of tea. It's
0: not your cup of
1: game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, my 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 cup of games requires historical shit.
0: You know. <laughs> yeah, I feel but that. Bioshock <laughs> is historical with a fucking like documentary almost. Yeah, dude. You got. I mean, there's like they're both taking place in different time periods. They get some points for that. It's a fantastical history. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, Assassin's Creed also kind (laughs) of is. But, you know what? I'm not going to argue with you about it, okay? You're allowed to not like uh, your namesake, Bioshock. (laughs) Bioshock. Actually, Bioshock is my favorite game of all time. (laughs) If if,
1: if that was my freaking Twitter handle, that would have been great. Because, like, Bioshock... (laughs) I give biographies on, uh, and my name is Arshak. You,
0: you do yeah. biographies of of historical characters. Look, we brought it full circle. We brought it around town. <laughs> what an amazing historical transition. Historical characters is the subject. It's actually called a Segway. <laughs> yeah. Segway. Yes, mm-hmm. Segway. That, that is what I just did. <laughs> they call me Lawson Segway, the Segway King. <laughs> All right. So, Arshak. What's up, homie? What is, in your opinion, the best historical character in the franchise? Blackbeard. I freaking love that guy. Fuck, dude! I that you can't use it. I was gonna. I, that was mine. I was gonna say Blackbeard. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Darby. Wrote okay. him very well. But is well.
2: Blackbeard your favorite because of the performance or because of the actual historical figure Blackbeard?
1: Blackbeard is my favorite because, like, he is. Uh both historically and with performance, the most intimidating guy ever. Okay. And, like, the amount of information that Darby got on Blackbeard and based it on AC4 Black Black is crazy because, like, I I took three days researching Blackbeard and trying to find his comparisons to, like, real-life history. And, man, like, it just,
0: like, boggled my mind. Like, I freaking love Darby, man. (laughs) so he's your favorite because you feel like there was a lot of research and effort put into the character a lot of research and effort yeah like he's a very complex
1: character and to you know bring him to life like, he's the best version of Blackbeard. He's If you tell me Blackbeard, I will remember AC Four
0: Blackbeard, not freaking Pirates of the Caribbean Blackbeard. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I like Blackbeard so much because a lot of times in the AC games, the historical characters, as I'm sure we'll get into more detail about, they're kind of boring. It's like, oh, yes, here's, you know, fucking Alexander Graham Bell or Socrates or... They're doing the thing that they do. Hey, look, Darwin, he's talking about evolution and shit. They're doing the things that they like to do. And then with Blackbeard, I feel like they took advantage of the most interesting parts of the character uh, of the person historically, in the sense that there is a, a popular image of what Blackbeard is, and it seems like. And I don't actually know this firsthand. It's just sort of what I've been told and, and what I believed and interpreted from the game. So maybe you can comment on this, Arsh. It seems like Blackbeard, rather than necessarily being like the most ruthless or evil or or scary or intimidating badass of the pirate world, it was all very theatrical and it was a, a reputation that he deliberately cultivated that wasn't necessarily a reflection on who he was as a person. And... I just love that like I went into this game expecting a certain Blackbeard because of what I've heard about Blackbeard and and the way that he's been depicted in other media and the Blackbeard we got was a more interesting and complex character in AC4. So that's that's what I appreciate about him.
1: Yeah, it showed both his human side and his like actor side because historically Blackbeard was known as like either edward teach or edward thatch but like he wanted to look intimidating that's why there is uh, there is blackbeard and it's all a part of his act and yeah like that one scene with steed just defines yeah who blackbeard is that's why it's like pasted into our memories because that's his act that like man i would have loved to meet him in real life but he would probably kill me (laughs) <laughs> yeah man it's just just like i'm intimidating just just talking about him because i <laughs> i love the character so much
2: speaking to kind of what you were saying last about like the theatrical elements of blackbeard and kind of how like he was able to just take a ship without even firing cannons because they just feared him so much yeah it's kind of yeah interesting that uh as well as because where black flag i think does some of these historical elements well as uh it's kind of generally believe that Blackbeard, and perhaps you can confirm or deny this, Arsh, but um, Blackbeard would light his actual beard on fire <laughs> before going into a battle or something. But in the game, it's just these, like, ropes that are on fire that are attached to his hat. But you could imagine that from a distance, it would look as if his beard is on fire, right? I think that's, yeah. like, a really kind of interesting, like, smoke and mirrors type thing that Blackbeard could have been utilizing, yeah. you know?
0: yeah. Yeah, definitely. I also rank Blackbeard so highly just because even outside of his status as a historical character in the AC context, he is also a good character in the context of the game's narrative and the the sort of friendship between him and Edward is really well conveyed and his death in the in the story is probably one of the more effective and emotional, you know, death scenes in an Assassin's Creed game period. Uh, like, pretty much it's that one and the hanging of Ezio's brothers and father that, that, like, actually got an emotional response of, like, hey, fuck you, game. I'm sad about this. You
2: weren't sad about Soma? <laughs> Who? Soma. <laughs> that
1: was... That, okay, that was... Such a freaking cheesy death. I'm like, okay, if you're gonna Dude. kill a character, don't freaking copy
0: a fucking death. Ah Yeah. Also the fact that like I'm sure that they just thought they were like referencing or paying homage. Yeah. But like doesn't Hunwald dies too, right? Yeah, yeah
2: but very, very, very unceremoniously. <laughs> like he dies in the background.
0: It's kind of weird to be like, okay, two characters died at the same-ish time. And like, feel bad about it now. <laughs> Yeah. But again because the game is 100 hours long you forgot who those people were by the time they But died, you definitely so. did you yeah.
2: definitely did have interactions with, with Hunwald Way recently than you would have Soma cuz Soma was like the first arc. That is true. Or one of the first arcs I mean.
1: Like I love Valhalla man, but I don't know that that moment just just got me kind of like nah, it's meant to be
0: epic but it's not. <laughs> yeah. Anticlimactic. Anyway, b- besides shitting on Valhalla, let me ask you Tim since, since we're over here on Team Blackbeard, yeah, who would you say is your favorite historical character in Assassin's Creeddom? So
2: my answer is going to be a little bit more underwhelming. Could just kind of be like a recency thing, but I, I got to go with Napoleon. Ooh. Yeah,
0: that is a bad answer. Because
2: while Napoleon is <laughs> not in the game very much, um, I feel like he's very well acted. Um, his opening scene is very good. I feel like he's, he's rep- represented pretty well. But it's not like he's super in depth in like a main part of the story like Blackbeard is. So I'm not saying that right. Napoleon is like a better representation of a historical
0: figure than Blackbeard is. But <laughs> No, it's <laughs> just your opinion. I do
2: like Napoleon, what we get of him.
0: Yeah. I think I could like Napoleon better if it weren't for dead kings.
2: Right. I agree with you. He also pops up in some co op missions, but it's not like he all it's it's like it's not like he's it's not like it's like a fucking rendered yeah. cutscene. Anyway, go ahead.
0: Right. Yeah. No. Exactly. Like, if I thought of Napoleon as like, oh, you know, he's this politician or or sure. her, you know military figure, he's doing what he's doing at in France at the time, and he just has this sort of brief intersection with Arno, and and they, their their interests kind of line up for this, just this sort of one sequence really, I could appreciate that as like a slightly more novel use of a historical character in the Assassin's Creed canon, right? Mm-hmm. But Yeah. Once Dead Kings enters the picture and he's supposed to be a more substantial character, but he's kind of just doing some villain shit, it seems like. And he's a little more cartoonish. He's a little less interesting. I mean, Arno suffers the same fate of like getting progressively less interesting as the story goes on. So it's fitting. Makes sense for unity, but damn, I just, yeah, I can't, I can't love Napoleon that much.
2: I'm definitely not like utilize, like I'm not I'm not including dead kings yeah. into like my Napoleon enjoyment. Okay.
0: And and it's not it's not like
2: I I have like a Napoleon poster on my wall or anything. I just think of all the <laughs> You know who
0: does? Uh, is it Greg? <laughs> Sorry, not Greg. No. <laughs> Who? My uh, my twin sister's husband is a straight-up Napoleon fanatic. Nice, okay. Like, he just fucking loves Napoleon. I'm surprised that never came up in conversation. <laughs> yeah, I, well, you know, it's funny because I was when I was doing my replay of Unity for the podcast most recently, I was, like, playing, He's he was like, oh, what are you playing? I was like, uh, this is Assassin's Creed. This one has Napoleon in it, and I expected him to be like, what? <laughs> There's Napoleon in a game? That's so cool. And instead, he's kind of like, oh. I yeah. Know. And I was like... Don't you fucking love Napoleon, bro? But he does. He really does. He just doesn't like Assassin's Creed at all. N- Napoleon's also an interesting
2: <laughs> example because it's kind of like Leonardo da Vinci where they utilized him and similar to Leonardo before they've reached like peak fame. Leonardo da yeah. Vinci was not a household name while Ezio was hanging out with him. And Napoleon yeah. had not reached the um, amount of notoriety that he would come to have when Arno meets him. And I think that makes these characters easier to characterize um, because like, let's say if you did Genghis Khan, right, you would have to utilize him during his reign or or rather if you did Genghis Khan during his reign, you would, you, you would kind of be obligated to showcase that part of the character. Whereas if you do the, if you do them before they're completely relevant, and, like, what put them on the map as, as an historical figure that we know about for years. You can make them into a person more, I feel like. And then you can have the obligation later on of, of making Leonardo the person that makes these war machines and that makes a tank and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah,
1: I agree with Tim. Because, like, Napoleon is this figure in the French Revolution that's gaining advantage. Like, dude, right. the guy was a freaking failure up until the french revolution that's when he started like you know gaining favors and doing his political games and stuff to gain attraction i'm i'm actually like researching napoleon right now he's like one of the next threads at the time that you see him he is like an equal to arno right not in Dead Kings, but in the palace when you see him. He he is an equal to Arno, and he's, like, trying to find answers, too. And I appreciate that, like, when we find him in the middle of making a name for himself. But, yeah, like, he's a very complex kind of character. He's more bourgeoisie. He's just trying to gain his spot in history when you see him. But in Dead Kings, that is put, like, a little too much. but. His connection yeah. to Egypt is so freaking amazing because yeah, as we know it is it, because of Napoleon that we know uh shit about like AC origins like about
0: Egypt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. The other thing uh this is just sort of stream of consciousness. I appreciate that uh, Napoleon is one of the few historical characters I can think of off the top of my head right now who we popularly tend to know what he looked like. Like, we've all seen paintings and portraits of Napoleon. And so when you see him in the game, you're like, damn, that seems like what Napoleon probably could have looked like. Yeah. And I don't know what Leonardo da Vinci looked like. I don't know what Blackbeard looked like. Yeah, but... that's a good point. Yeah, because the,
2: the, the most popular Leonardo da Vinci paintings, I believe, are when he's old and bearded. I, I, and so yeah. when we see young Leonardo, it's in and, and that I think also helps us separate from like the icon that we know to this character in this game because you look so different.
0: Yeah. And it's also a cultural thing because like I'm sure if I Googled, I could find pictures or portraits of like, you know, some of syndicate's historical sure. characters. It's just that I feel like Napoleon has that cultural impact where yeah. we've all seen the paintings. We have we just know what Napoleon For looked sure. like. You know, and it, but it's funny you say that though. Because while, like, I agree with you, and I'm
2: sure most people would, they still felt the need to, in the uh, in the Unity, like, story trailer, when Napoleon pops up, to dub in Arno saying, Napoleon,
0: because people wouldn't know otherwise. <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah, I think they have to do that anyway, you know, like, Maybe. even if everyone knew what Napoleon looked like, they'd probably still have to call him out by name. Just to get the point across. Yeah, perhaps they're not all about subtlety in these trailers. <laughs> there was this
1: one trailer of of AC Unity where Napoleon confronts Arno. Is like he he puts a gun at him, and then he's like, "Uh, uh, uh," and I'm like, "Damn, this is so cool!" Uh, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: it's a great it's a great scene. Oh yeah, it is a great scene.
1: And to be honest with you, that's what got me to buy AC Unity really that (laughs) plus the fact that it was co-op but like okay with historical figures you don't get a lot of historical figures in unity you get mirabeau robespierre robespierre and like you know the monarchy basically
0: i'm only learning right now that mirabeau was a real person oh yeah oh yeah
1: mirabeau was a real person dude
0: yeah that's cool
1: yeah mirabeau was like a low-key like historical figure though hence why assassin
0: Marquis de
2: Sade is a circle
0: figure too. Oh, Marquis de Sade is a good one.
1: I think I did a thread about him a while back ago. He was an important figure in the French Revolution, but like I don't know how AC got him in there,
0: but he's like very quirky and stuff. So, I don't know why, but I definitely knew about Marquis de Sade before Unity came out, not for anything to do with the French Revolution, but purely as the origin point for the concept of sadism. Oh, didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, like the mm-hmm. idea, like the word sadism, mm-hmm. being sadistic actually comes from Marquis de Sade, I believe. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Huh. Yeah. Because he literally just liked to get off on torturing people or I mean, something. He probably and had sex know, with
2: underage people.
0: He basically originated like BDSM in a way. He's a really influential person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think having a word as popular as sadism is pretty i know erotically yeah, that's an accomplishment. erotically influential <laughs> He's 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 the sexual grandfather of many a leather daddy.
1: I mean, you see him right in the middle of uh, a cafe
0: dressed dressing like this like Dude, can we talk about how deep that fucking V is? Oh my god. Yeah, that is the deepest attack. V I've ever seen. That shit is past his belly button. That <laughs> exactly. Is, that is fashion icon status right there. Yeah. I wish I was brave enough to wear a V that deep. He's like, hello, Arno. Uh, Oh, darling.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Freaking Martini. Yeah. It bothers me how all those characters in Unity have like perfectly white and teeth. It's like, that wouldn't be the case. Yeah.
0: It's even worse in Syndicate because we know the British, they're really averse to dental hygiene. (laughs) And like that, like. Fucking Victorian London! Everyone has model white teeth. What's going on with that? They had toothpaste, okay. <laughs> where are the people who cry about historical accuracy because there are female gang members in syndicate? Why aren't they talking about the teeth? Speaking of teeth, <laughs>
2: isn't it really funny how uh, there are certain historical <laughs> figures where they just they're pretty respectful with and like Napoleon. Some people might think he's a terrible dude, but, you know, he's not played evil in in where he he shows up. But then you have people like Rodrigo Borgia, who are just the worst people in history, uh, both in the game and in, like, I guess in real life. It's funny how it's like, there's certain people where it's acceptable to, like, represent them as these, like, mustache twirling dudes. Like, there was that Netflix show about the Borgias, which I'm sure what didn't paint them in a, in a, in a positive light or anything. But, uh, yeah. Oh, I love that show. I haven't seen it. Is it good? Bartia is Alan Rickon himself. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Yeah.
1: That was like one of my favorite TV shows. Like I was hooked on it. It's also partly
0: because I took a Renaissance class back then. So it was great. It is. It is interesting when you can see when they choose for Assassin's Creed, a really, you know, well-known historical figure, and you can kind of compare them to different, you know, iterations, because it'll be fun, like, if my family watches, like, the Borgias, which they did at some point, or, like, Medici, I think they watched, Black Sails, shit like that, my sister and I will kind of compare and contrast, like, she'll talk about, oh, yeah, you know, Cesare and Lucrezia and shit like that, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, they were horny for each other in Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, <laughs> it's like... I think it's cool that they these different media franchises all take different approaches to the same characters but there are things that they are that they have in common that they're united by the same historical basis and you get to have that.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean when Cesare and, and Lucrezia were like, you know, romantically involved and stuff, that's like rumors because the Borgia were bad, so people got like rumors about them. I don't think it would be like factual to to Say so, but it is commonly understood that way.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah, which is which is why in Brotherhood, when you see that, yeah, it was rumors and stuff. But in real life, Lucrezia was actually was a really really awesome figure.
2: (laughs) I I thought you were about to say in real life,
1: Lucrezia was really really ugly.
0: (laughs) No, (laughs) no. What
1: what do you mean by awesome (laughs) in this case? She she grew up in a power hungry family when all she wanted was like normal life ac wiki and i when we collaborated we covered all the women of assassin's creed yeah and we included lucrezia in there too when i say she was an awesome figure like I, i what i remember from what i read is that at the end of her life she married into a family and like lived happily ever after outside of rome not dealing with her family's bullshit.
0: So she kind of fled the the family so to speak.
1: Yeah, in Brotherhood she's portrayed as this like villain type of sorts, but she's only a villain because her brother is a huge douchebag, so which Cesare was a huge
0: douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you like Cesare as a character in Brotherhood cuz he's he's kind of one of those historical characters that I feel like I don't, I don't like him very much. I don't think he's a well written character. But does he feel like accurate to history and, and stuff? I haven't researched about him. I just know that
1: that he was a difficult brother to deal with. I'm sure he gave her a lot of
0: difficulties, if you know what I mean.
1: <laughs> but uh, I will neither confirm or deny that. But um, <laughs> but he's viewed as this annoying antagonist and he just kept yelling and yelling and yelling it's like oh no man can murder me I'm like fuck you here you go <laughs> drop the ledge like saying, man Cesare is the most annoying Assassin's Creed figure that I know of next to Socrates because Socrates just questioned me a lot I'm Oof. like just l- let me
0: live my life homie <laughs> just fuck off Socrates I get I mean it's I, th- I felt like he was written kind of funny like i I I saw what they were going for with Socrates and I appreciated it of just like that one dude who's like, he's kind of a, well, actually type person. He's kind of like, uh, always annoying you with philosophical questions. And I, I enjoy that. He, he gets to be exactly as good as any character, historical character in Odyssey is allowed to be in the, in the sense that any character in Odyssey is only there to like, motivate a quest so they don't get to actually be part of the story very much so they kind of all have to be pretty thinly drawn because they're just going to make you go do something and that's true for alcibiades and and or alcibiades i guess is how that's pronounced yeah. you know yeah well pretty much all of them the only person i remember in
1: a Creed odyssey is socrates because like While he was annoying to listen to, because, you know, that's how, you know, philosophical conversations are sometimes. He was like a fun person to be around. And he was also like this figure where I was taking a Greek class, a a Greek history class uh, back then and uh, reading Plato's The Republic. And I was also playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey at the same time. So... It became kind of like a a shared experience for me, which I uh, appreciated.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I totally get that, and I feel like there are a lot of similarities between the historical characters in Syndicate and in Odyssey, both of the you know Quebec games, mm. because I feel like there are like various different camps that historical characters can be in. One I call the, the Darby camp. So between, you know, Revelations with like Suleiman is a great example and AC4 and even to some extent Valhalla, those historical characters are are characters first and foremost. You know, Ivar is playing a role in the story that he's got a personality that's based on presumably some some research, but it's not like he's just there to be one dimensional and do whatever it is that Ivar is famous for doing. I really don't know because I've never looked into it. Um, So we'll, we'll call that the Darby camp and that's where you get your blackbeards. And that's, that's kind of the best place to be. Then you have uh, what I would consider the shitty camp, which is where you have games like AC three and, and unity where the characters are there, but they're not, they're not even really characters or particularly historically distinct or, or anything. Let me, let me rephrase that. It's not like George Washington in AC3 is a very distinct character. You know what I mean? Like he's hard to describe. All of those historical characters in AC3, like we just like we said, they're kind of wax figures. They're really boring. They they are pretty much interchangeable with each other. They are not great. And then I think there's the Quebec ones where those characters are distinct. They are notably different from each other, but they're also just meant to be doing exactly whatever is the one thing that person was famous for. If it's Alexander Graham Bell, he's inventing things. If it's, if it's Darwin, he's doing science. If it's Marx, he's liberating people. You know, if it's Socrates, his philosophizing, they just find the one thing that person's famous for doing. And they use that as a, as a way to generate quests for you to do. So those are, I feel like the three approaches that AC has taken. I do agree with you that
1: there is a Darby camp, the way Darby writes the historical characters is like if they're actually right there with you yeah like even prince suleiman when he was like just a kid you get to see his wisdom playing out and yeah and you get to see how he's gonna become a great leader but you don't see the great yeah le- leader himself and i and i appreciate that revelations was like a, a great ac game but like I also feel like when
0: you said AC3 and what else did you say AC3 and I think Unity largely falls into that camp for the few historical characters it does have like yeah. I don't think Napoleon is particularly distinct as a character or or has much to do you know what I mean
1: Yeah like games like AC3 and Unity and stuff with George Washington when I researched what like Washington did to the uh, to the to the indian tribe and when i saw like you know that haytham connor and and washington scene where he wrote a letter uh, to purge like the indian camp that was actually you know factually real wow you get to see like these historical events happening but like as characters i didn't feel uh, you know as drawn to george washington as i was to like Black Flag characters or even like yeah. even like Valhalla characters because Valhalla characters, notably Alfred. Yeah. You get to see Alfred, not, not at his peak, but like, you know, going up the ladder and you get to see his like, you know, calm figure that was portrayed in The Last Kingdom as well. Yeah. And from what I researched about Alfred, yeah, he would be that that type of character, like that ending scene with Eivor and Alfred. I'm like, oh, what an amazing scene. But like, no Battle of Eddington. And I was disappointed (laughs) with with not seeing like the Battle of Eddington, because then- We'll get it in the DLC, don't worry. Oh yeah, for sure. It's gonna be in Ireland. <laughs> Eddington was in England. I don't know how it's gonna freaking mash up together. I don't Explain know, man. it to us, Darby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's just like uh... they're all at different camps. But at the end of the day, when I when I research historical characters, I am like very surprised to see like you know these little bits of accuracies that are in the games because i don't know it just
0: gives me like a like chills you know like oh man <laughs> yeah it's important for me to clarify that when i divide into those like three sort of camps basically those three kinds of ways that they handle things it's less about historical accuracy i think from from what i can tell every uh, assassin's creed historical character has been at least pretty much well researched yeah there's
2: something um I think is worth pointing out when it comes to like historical figures in, in these games, and most, m- most recently, too. I think AC1 is a, is, a, is an interesting example for two reasons. One, AC1 has a good amount of historical figures. You, I just don't think you notice it for one reason, because they're not as famous. And obviously, everyone knows who Leonardo da Vinci is. A lot of people are going to know who Borgia is. So I think that's one part of why AC1 is a little bit more subtle with their historical figures, but also... There's something to keep in mind with how AC1 handles it because all of the historical figures in that game are also your targets. Whereas in AC2 yeah. and, and pretty much every game beyond that, you have historical figures who are both ally targets, other characters who you bump into. And so AC1 is kind of this unique example in that you don't have historical figures who are at Masyaf with you or anything. You're only killing them and they're your targets. Right. And
0: so that, that, it's funny you bring that up because I was just thinking to myself, where which which of the three camps in which I would place even AC two, and that's challenging because on one hand we love you know Leonardo da Vinci and actually I think a lot of those like the Pazzi and the Medici they are all pretty well realized mm-hmm. characters like I would say maybe it's closer to the Darby camp. I agree, definitely yes. There is I think Leonardo da Vinci. I'm I'm gonna say this. I know this is gonna be controversial. I don't think he's a great character?
2: Yeah, I agree.
0: He's just kind of the tech guy. You know, he's like Q or whatever. He's, he's the guy who gives you tech and upgrades. And you have this friendship with him that I feel like is, is powerful because of how it's established as like Leonardo da Vinci essentially gets to be one of the only characters in the story, accepting say Ezio's sister who knew Ezio before shit hit the fan. That's interesting like leonardo when when etzio goes to him for the first time after shit hits the fan and he's an assassin now leonardo has this like knowing like you know relationship Reception of i i i knew this kid when he was still a kid and now he's become a man because life has has forced that upon him so like there's there's depth there there is it's more than just like Hey, it's Leonardo da Vinci doing the thing that Leonardo is famous for, but that is still most of it. Like on the surface, they have Da Vinci and he does drawings and tech and the things that we all know about Leonardo. You know what I mean? So like yeah. he's kind of a Quebec yeah. camp character. But he's a he's like a friend to Ezio. But I would say based on based on the friendship element and all of the other historical characters in AC2, I say we can count AC2 in the Derby camp. No, you know. On the level oh, of like yes. the style of inclusion, yeah. you know, it, I know Darby didn't write AC2, yeah. but you get it, what
2: it's I'm also saying. interesting because given how how with AC1, all of them are like people you're ultimately going to kill. It it, it means that the only yeah. interactions you have with them are pretty much in their last words, and so they don't have they don't have a lot of option right. to become a character. So I don't really think of them as characters exactly. Sure, yeah, and but I I I I feel like
0: that's intentional. Yeah. Yeah, I can't hold that against them. Right. I know it's part of the yeah, design. Yeah. It, yeah,
2: and I'm not saying you're like downgrading it for that reason. I just think like it is an interesting approach compared to AC2 where it's like, here is your companion, Leonardo da Vinci. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's true. I don't know if AC1 fits into either any of the three camps. But that may be by virtue of it not really technically having historical characters sure. in the way that we're talking about. Yeah, Like, I, it doesn't qualify, almost. The only historical
1: figure I remember in Assassin's Creed 1 are Al-Mualim and Richard the Lionheart.
2: I think as the games went along, it became more and more advantageous to them to make some of these historical figures your, your friends and allies, and not so much, like, not all the time people that you're killing or whatever. Yeah. And that also kind of brings in, like, I wish that they were more... Um, historical figures that like were actual assassins, kind of like Machiavelli. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like a lot of historical figures just kind of are in the middle, and while that's fine, it would be, it would be neat if some of them were actually assassins, and you can you can utilize that in some way.
0: That's why I was surprised that Mirabeau was real because I felt like if right. he was if he was real, it was a it was a baller move to just say yeah he was in charge of the assassins in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That's kind of cool. Uh, yeah. No, I think. You're completely right about that. I would love to see more of that in like
1: AC two, and yeah. I think I think also AC Brotherhood. Remember those Sean videos that that came up? Yeah, mm-hmm. like explaining who they are as a person, and then yeah. seeing
2: they're very useful.
1: Yeah, and then seeing their bad side. Man, that, that got me
0: to, like, you know, actually want to kill them because they're freaking bad yeah. people. I've yeah. never wanted to kill anyone more than I wanted to kill Uberto Alberti. Oh, fuck, man. I, uh, fuck, fuck that, U- dude. Uberto, man. Piece of shit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> One of those days... It's a good idea. I'm gonna, like, make videos that are like that because those videos were so <laughs> cool, man. It's like Uberto Alberti. <laughs> I know? don't think
2: I watched any of those videos. Where did, where were these? They're they're in the database, and if you click on the figure, like mm. you have to go to the conspiracy tree, I think. Oh. And if you click on one of them, and Sean will have a, like a, a pre-made video about them. I'm pretty sure it's in the conspiracy tree, but maybe not. But it's somewhere in the database.
0: I never ever knew that because I always kind of ignored the database.
2: That's another thing about the database, though, is it kind of. Because there's not one in AC1 and and whatnot, I feel like you can miss some of the people who are actually in real life. But when it comes to the database and and all the other games, you could read their little excerpt. And it's like, this person was a a lemon stand operator.
0: (laughs) And then they became a Templar. Yeah. And then they became an evil Templar who poisoned the entire town with their lemons.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like those Hitman kind of intro videos. That explains who yeah, who the person is much. before you assassinate
0: them. Like, oh man, it was so cool. I will, uh, I will look into that next time I play that game.
2: Which will be never.
0: I hope it's a long mm-hmm. time from now because I don't want to do it again because I've <laughs> done it very recently. But <laughs> anyway, you know what? I was going to ask this earlier. I wanted to know what everyone's least favorite historical character is. Charles Lee. I can't say that about Charles Lee personally. Like... I, I actually think he's kind of a fun villain. Charles Lee. I haven't researched into him. But but where is he?
2: Like, like where is Charles Lee? What do you Lee? mean? What do you mean where is he? Oh, okay. Where is Charles, is Charles
0: Lee? Good segment. Good. Where is Charles Lee?
2: Where is Charles Lee? Yeah, where is Charles Lee in history, man? Like You definitely uh, gotta make a clip out of that. <laughs> 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 He's somewhere in the American <laughs> Revolution. <laughs> but
1: he's not like uh he's not like an important kind of figure to like
2: focus on. Um, hey, is, is Christopher Gist a real life historical person? Oh yeah, so. dude. Yeah, yeah.
0: Fuckin' him. Yeah. Hey, it's me, Christopher Gist. <laughs> I'm so excited to be doing Templar things.
1: Rogue had like so little characters. They even had Benjamin Franklin in there. Yeah. Which was awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, Rogue did not have a whole hell of a lot of real people in it, which is interesting. It's sort of an outlier in that sense. I don't know if I have, like, the least favorite Assassin's Creed character. I'm trying to think of one, because I know uh, Blue said it was Cleopatra because of, you know, some of the same things you were talking about. I'm I'm trying to think of what my least favorite historical... I mean, well, if Christopher Gist is, is real, then and he is. <laughs> uh, that's easily the, the answer.
2: I think he's the worst
0: one. I'm trying to think if there's any other honorable mentions, though, for really shitty ones. Can we do honorable mentions for really
1: good ones, too? Yeah, sure. let's do it.
0: What do you got? And why is it Steve Bonnet? Well, of course it's Steve Bonnet. Oh, man. wait, hold on. Before we do that, before we do that, mm. I
2: I, I, <laughs> I, wanted to mention this. I I, I think I've said this on, a, on an episode before, but I had no idea that Steve Bonnet was even a real person until that Taika Waititi project was, yeah. was greenlit. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I was like, hey, Tim, Taika Waititi's making a TV show about Steed Bonnet, and I, I feel like for in, in your head for at least like 10 seconds, you thought that Taika was going to make the most asinine Assassin's Creed spinoff possible. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, because... Because like I just and then and then I was
2: like, well, why he was such, he was such a great character? I had no idea he was a real person. I made like a
1: freaking 22, tw- tw- 22 page thread about him before Tyka YTD
2: announced that. Yeah, but I don't follow you on Twitter. Ooh. Yeah, you Oof. do. <laughs> yeah, I do. You caught me. You caught me. in My line. <laughs> imagine if you're not following a guy
0: you're freaking uh, who's a guest (laughs) that's gonna happen when we get leo k on he refuses to follow us (laughs) (laughs) man leo is freaking
1: amazing man (laughs) his his stealth videos are the level of stealth i aspire to get
2: (laughs) we also have to give credit where it's due Jacers Hobbs 018 Jaysers. has some good stealth videos too.
0: Oh, yeah. Mr. Yeah. Jay is a good stealth boy. And Park Treviso is a good stealth boy too. Good stealth yeah. people. All I guess around. I shouldn't say Jacers Hobbs
2: 018 because it, it's just Jacers now. It is just Jacers so now. He dropped the the. It's
0: cleaner. Dropped the Habs. It's cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the Habs. It's cleaner. <laughs> 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 dropped eight. the 018. <laughs> it's cleaner. All right, so uh shock what are what are some honorable mentions, some some favorite highlights historical characters for you?
1: First one is uh Caterina Sforza. Uh she is actually like it goes Blackbeard, then Caterina Sforza for me. Interesting. Because man, she was portrayed so well in 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 Assassin's Creed 2 as like a woman that can hold her, her own. Yeah. She's strong, she's she's a good leader.
2: Yeah. yeah. And then in Brotherhood, she just fucks Ezio and that's it.
0: Uh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, in Brotherhood, she's kind of reduced to a sexy bathtub scene, and that's about she's it. She's a damsel in distress. What yeah. the, the fuck? You be
1: soft. But that was real though. That was real. She was She was like taken to. You know what else is real?
2: You know what else is real? Misogyny.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Especially at Ubisoft. (laughs) Especially at Ubisoft. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know what
1: else is real? Katerina had to turn him down to end up with Sophia later, you know? So that's good. God, I love Sophia. Is Sophia real? No, Sophia is. Oh, uh, <laughs> Sophia is a fictional character, brilliantly Fuck. made by by Darwin McDivitt.
0: <laughs> what are you? Why? I I just wanted to know. I don't I don't know if anyone's real. I've learned about Mirabeau, Christopher Gist. You can tell me <laughs> Arno was real, and I'd believe you right now dude when arno was first revealed and his name was
1: dorian i'm like oh my god are we gonna play a, a french armenian assassin but no it was just dorian no. he he wasn't armenian because Ar- Ar- armenians tend to have the ian in the uh-huh. end arno dorian is is like literally one of the coolest names ever It is a pretty cool name yeah Hello, my name is Anna Dillian.
2: I'd say an honorable mention for myself would be uh, Lorenzo Medici. Lorenzo de You know, Medici. and there's a fun yes.
0: connection because he fell into the River Arno. Exactly. Oh, yes.
2: As a little boy.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just wanted to add something to the, to the listeners too. Caterina, the fortress she's imprisoned in in AC Brotherhood. A few years back, she was holding that fortress by herself to secure her husband's name. Who who died later on, and she had to secure Forli, which is where she meets Ezio. Damn, that's pretty cool. That is that is some uh, historical accuracy for for you guys. <laughs> any any other honorable mentions? Uh, you, you you didn't say yours.
0: Oh, uh, 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 um, <laughs> mm? let me th- let me think.
2: I have one more after you go.
0: I mean, I think I did say Steed Bonnet,
1: but if you said Steed Bonnet, I'm I'm going to add one more pirate
0: in there. And Bonnie. And Bonnie is great. You know what? No, here's my answer, my favorite uh or my honorable mention because my favorite is Blackbeard. I I think Mary Reed is a great character.
1: Yeah, and Bonnie and Mary Reed, man, forever. I I I freaking love those women. It's crazy because uh, Assassin's Creed has has so many strong women. In their in their games, and they're yet to have like one female character that has the story. I'm like, come on, Assassin's Creed! You have you have the examples
0: right there. Just give us a great single female protagonist, hundred percent. Yeah. uh Tim, did you have another honorable mention? Yeah, I'm just gonna. uh uh, Francesco
2: uh is technically he is he's he's a somewhat famous Italian painter, and it's kind of interesting because. He's an assassin. Like before, he ever even like painted anything, and it's interesting because he 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 kind of lament. He kind of is just like lamenting about how one day he'll settle down and start painting, but for now he has to keep doing assassin stuff. And uh, I hmm. just think that's a that's kind of a classic way to do a historical figure in AC because you get them while they're young and can run <laughs> around and kill people, and then they paint when they're older.
0: Uh, the other thing I thought was fun. Uh, is even though conspiracies overall is pretty Drek, I like that Tesla is implied to have like faked his death. And so he's like seen as an older man in conspiracies. Yeah. And I thought yeah. that was a creative thing to do. I like seeing older Yeah, man yeah, in Tesla. St- yeah. More stuff like that would be cool. Yeah, for sure. Like, because cool. really leaning into the alternate history part of Assassin's Creed yeah. and allowing yeah. yourself to write a, a story for a character that maybe doesn't line up with fact. Exactly. Or yeah. Or like if yeah. Like exactly. Like if because with the pieces of Eden and things like
2: that, that like for instance, uh, you know, the assassins and templars are pretty much hidden from history.
0: So hey, you know, Pythagoras is another example of that. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, Because Pythagoras Pythagoras was a real person who he's like a mortal in the game, who's like 150 years old in Odyssey through the use of a staff. Cool. (laughs)
1: what i found like really amazing uh, uh, about odyssey is its connection to uh, assassin's creed brotherhood in the da vinci disappearance they actually talk about pythagoras's like sketches of like isu artifacts and stuff and i'm like holy shit yeah and in ac odyssey they They show him to be like, you know, this, uh, staff bearer and yeah, like, like, I love that connection between it and it, it finally made sense in my brain why Pythagoras would
0: be over there. Yeah. That makes, that's pretty cool. I forgot about that part of the Da Vinci disappearance, which is a great DLC. I guess overall what we, what, what what have we learned? Well, I think we've solidified my three camps of historical characters theory, With uh, Darby tier being the best, Mm -hmm. uh, Quebec tier being acceptable, and then shitty tier being shitty. And uh, it seems like even when they're not the best characters, they are still doing their due diligence with historical research. I think there is some credit due to Ubisoft and the developers of these games that when we do have complaints and criticisms and characters we like better than other characters, it's almost entirely on a basis of the story and the character writing, not on a basis of like how historically accurate they were or how,
1: you know, they try to implement yeah. that, which I, I really, really appreciate of them because you know, it takes, yeah, it it takes a lot to have a story and then be historical accurate to like, you know, history itself and in every ac game you know that's what makes my job so fun to like research because you know during my research like i'm i'm researching those those figures and landmarks and stuff and i'm highlighting freaking websites Uh, my (laughs) favorite part comes when i am drawing the similarities and the differences
0: between AC
1: yeah. and the real life history.
0: Well, it has been awesome to have you on and talk more about these historical characters. So, thank you so much for joining us, Arshak. Dude, dude, it's a real, real pleasure thing. Like, thank you guys for having
1: me. Like, this was so, so much fun.
0: Where can people find you if they want to hear more and and read more about your research?
1: People can find me uh, YouTube as AC Landmarks, AC Space Landmarks. And then on Twitter, mostly on Twitter right now, like later on YouTube, once I'm more settled. On Twitter, it's AC underscore Landmarks. Yeah, that's where people can find me. And if you want to follow my personal profile, it's uh, Arshak Official. A-R-S-H-O-C-K Official.
0: Yeah, definitely check his stuff out. It is really high quality uh, and highly well-informed content. If you want to find us, you can find us on Twitter at Hookblade. Give us, give us a cute little follow over there. Um, you can find us on Facebook at The Hookblade Podcast. If you're not listening to this on YouTube, please uh, pop over to our YouTube channel and subscribe to us there. We are you know the hookblade podcast those are just some of the ways you can support us besides liking commenting leaving a review on your podcast platform of choice thank you so much for listening and it's it's been a pleasure it's been a fun episode it's been a pleasure <laughs> i have been the hook and i've been the blade
1: and i've been the database Thank you for listening. Hey, you
2: switched it. You You can't change it. it. You switched.
1: (laughs) You got to be a lot of the- You were the historian at the beginning. (laughs) Well, the database historian. You don't get two in one episode. (laughs) The database historian. (laughs) (laughs) Save save Uh, it for
0: your next one. All right. (laughs) And uh, we will see you next time. All right.